Hello ladies and gentlemen of the internet, my name is Jeff White Boyd, and welcome to the Swift Kick Podcast. So yeah, uh, pretty much my goal kind of with this um, podcast is to really just talk about fighting stuff, fighting events, uh, any, anything from boxing, kickboxing, uh, MMA, primarily kickboxing and MMA, um, and probably more likely primarily MMA um, so uh, who I am real quick is I'm uh, 18 I am an amateur fighter I've done some MMA um, I've done a lot of boxing a lot of uh, karate and uh, currently I'm doing as much kickboxing as I can um, I'm looking for a future in kickboxing and uh, professional kickboxing I'm an amateur fighter with not the greatest amateur record but I'm improving every day and yeah, that is me. Um, I'm a big fan of fighting, big fan of watching events. Uh, I like. I, I guess you can call me a fan. Uh, so, kind of as it says on my channel, uh, if you don't know, I'm not the most intelligent uh, fighter. I'm not, probably not the most intelligent, <clears throat> probably not the most intelligent fighter. I don't really... Um, know as much as I'd like to act like I do, but I try as often as I can to uh, act like I know more than I actually do. But <clears throat> I'm going to try anyway to do a podcast and talk about this stuff because I love spouting my opinion and uh, I think a podcast is the best way to do it. So with the introduction out of the way and kind of explaining what I'm going to do, is with this podcast, I'm going to mainly talk about news and fighting, like MMA stuff, primarily UFC stuff, most likely. I'm going to talk about K1 in Japan. I'm going to talk about glory kickboxing, uh, possible other kickboxing events. I'm going to talk about one and their events. I'm going to talk about Bellator and their events. I'm going to talk about my local LFA and their events. I'm going to talk about UFC, of course, primarily. Uh, so, yeah, that is primarily what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, the rest of what this channel is going to be about, I'll explain in some other video. So let's kind of just jump into it. So the next upcoming event we have going on <clears throat> here in the next few days is UFC 236, Holloway versus Poirier 2. And uh, the co-main is Gaslam versus Adesanya, both interim championships uh, or interim I saw so I call it interim it's interim or whatever it's, it's weird anyway so let's let's get into the <coughs> the fights so with the first fight I'm really gonna primarily talk about the Holloway versus Poirier fight and the Gasolman Adesanya fight because those are of course I think the two main fights that everyone kind of wants to know about but, because of that very reason, I'm going to instead talk about the undercard first. So, let's get kind of get the undercard out of the way um, and just see if there's anything really of note on here. So, really, the first of note fight we have up here is Max Griffin versus Aline Amadeev. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, just really in this so I don't know really know that much about Max Griffin I know uh, I'm seeing here right now he has recently fought Diago of course um, he's on a two fight losing streak right now 
Um, he has a win over Mike Perry, which that's pretty impressive, honestly. Um, but that was well over oh, that was a well over a year ago now. Uh, yeah, he he has a loss to Colby Covington. He has, yeah, he doesn't have a, really doesn't look like he has the greatest track record. He has a record of fourteen and six. Um, again, I don't know much more about Max Payne Griffin, so we're just gonna kind of move up to. Let me see. Ooh, Jaylene Turner versus Matt Frivola. Matt Frivola. Never heard of Matt Frivola. Uh, it looks like, if I'm correct, it is his second fight in the UFC and his third fight under the UFC branch. Um, he started off in Dana White's Contender Series in 2017, uh, winning over Jose Flores with an arm triangle choke and came into the UFC against Polo Reyes where he was knocked out swiftly in the first round. I don't ever really remember watching that fight and he's also fought Lando Venata um, where he got a draw majority decision. But he's fighting Jalen Turner um, which I think is a pretty good fight which I know Jalen is coming off one win right now. I know he had a loss against an up-and-comer in the welterweight division. Uh, yeah, Vincent Luque. I know he lost him pretty devastatingly in round <coughs> number one. It's a pretty good knockout. It really isn't his weight division. He really just kind of covered him, but um, a very good fighter. He had a really good knockout against Colin Par <coughs> against Callan Potter um, in round one uh, in UFC 234. So he is coming off that one pretty quickly. That was only about two months ago. So, uh, Jalen Turner seems to be pretty good. Um, again, we haven't seen that much from him. Um, I wouldn't really say the welterweight fight really shows a lot because, again, both fights ended in the first round. Win or lose, uh, we just haven't seen a lot of him yet. But it does seem that he does have some holes in his game, especially his, tr his striking game um, where he's not really trying to stay even with his opponents. He's not heavy on countering. He's more heavy on really pushing in. But... I really can't say who I think is going to win that fight. Um, definitely going for Jalen Turner, mainly because I know him more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, another pretty cool fight we have here is Nikita Krylov versus uh, OSP, which is a pretty high-profile fight because I know OSP has. Let me see. Yeah, OSP l lost in. <coughs> October of last year against Dominic Reyes, which was yeah pretty sad display. He was pretty much knocked around the fence, uh, pretty much in that entire fight, never really doing much more than surviving. Uh, he's for me really, he's never really been the same after the John Jones fight. I mean, he just never seemed like he really bounced back from that fight easily. Uh, you know, he he lost to some guys. Really, I don't think OSP of all people should have lost to. You know, like Jimmy Manawa, uh, Ozdemir definitely. I mean, Ozdemir was like a tear in the in the UFC light heavyweight division, honestly. But yeah, he's just kind of been up down up down with wins and losses. I don't really ever see him being anywhere in the top five, uh, let alone the top ten uh, ever again. So, you know, for me. I'm going to go with Nikita Krylov. I've only seen Krylov fight like once. And I'm pretty sure it was like a few of his fights ago. I think it was 
back when he fought. Let me think. I'm trying to think. Shoot. I think it was back when he fought Fabio. Fabio or Montalda, whatever. Uh, that was like a. I'm pretty sure that was Fight Nights Global. So yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. He came off some really weird wins. Uh, he was on a tear pretty much before he entered the UFC. And the second he entered the UFC, he just got crushed by Blakovich, which is a weird fight, I feel like. That's just a, a weird fight to kind of throw someone into the mix <clears throat> coming right into the UFC. But, uh, yeah. So he's going to be fighting Nikita Krylov. Do I think he's going to uh, beat OSP? I mean, he got submitted by, you know, by Blakovich, so, you know, probably not, but, uh, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting fight to see. Uh, next fight we have is Eric Anders versus Khalil Roundtree. I know Eric Anders is coming off a pretty big losing streak. Yeah, he's just not really had good luck with his last few fights. He's just, uh, I know he fought, what's his face, uh, Santos a while back, um, he couldn't even barely stand in that fight. That was the fight I was, like, really shocked. That even happened, honestly, because I'm like, man, Santos was just demolishing him. But that was a real war of a fight. And honestly, if there's a fight I'd love to see again when they're both you know, in pure peak condition, it'd be that fight. Because I feel like if Andrews can get back on, you know, back on top, uh, yeah, he'd be amazing to watch. Uh, and then he fought... The draw, the draw, the draw, uh, by split decision. I don't even remember that fight. Um, but yeah, I never watched that fight, but I remember the Santos fight was amazing. So I will will very much be watching him fight Khalil Roundtree, who is coming off a loss himself. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 very excited to see uh, what happens. Yeah, he's coming off a loss to Johnny Walker, of course. That man is just, the man is torn through everybody. Alright, so we're going to get on to the main uh, fighters in this card, and that is Kelvin Gaslam and Israel Adesanya. Now, I do know a decent amount of it about Israel Adesanya, because I follow kickboxing quite heavily. So, I'm, I'm quite aware that... Adesanya is a freaking sniper when it comes to striking. I mean, he just is. And I've seen a lot of the breakdowns that people have had of his anti-wrestling kind of tactics and how he's really good at keeping people from taking him down. And from the stuff I've seen, he, he seems to only be getting better while his competition is also improving, which is really impressive. And how he defended that takedown against... Oh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Brunson. How he defended that takedown was amazing, and Brunson pulling for the pants was pretty low. Was pretty low, uh, I think, on Brunson really. Um, but he just demolished him in striking. I was utterly blown away. The fact that you know Derek was even had even a slightest thought of oh I can outstrike this this freaking mastermind um, was ridiculous. And then his fight with um, was with Silva was quite enjoyable to watch you know like what dana white called oh a total mortal combat fight i really didn't see it like that especially if you've already watched the fight now a lot of the ugh, the uh, the patiently waiting was uh, kind of gone but you could see that you know adesanya is a very <coughs> respecting guy you know he respects a person's style he never overlooks anybody so 
for me, really, I don't see Gaslam winning this fight for multiple reasons. Um, I just don't think he's going to be able to take down Adesanya. I just don't think he's going to be able to outstrike Adesanya. He, Adesanya's taller. Probably not heavier, but he, he's bigger frame-wise. Um, I just see Adesanya winning this fight either by a <clears throat> unanimous decision or he's going to finish this fight probably by TKO. But, uh, you know, I, I can't deny that Gaslam has some incredibly good wrestling that he rarely ever uses. And I think the reason why he's going to lose really is because he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to stand with Adesanya and, you know, try to reveal the holes in Adesanya's game. And, uh, yeah, there are holes in Adesanya's game. There were back when he was doing kickboxing. But that's what makes him so scary is those holes can be ooh, enticing to try to get in where Adesanya will just cut you up. Um, but, you know... A lot of people are going to go back probably to that Michael Bisping fight, Bisping fight and be like, oh, yeah, you know, Gaslam could knock out the high-tier levels. You know, honestly, him coming, uh, how quickly Bisping bounced back from that uh, GSP fight was immaculate. And for people to really say that was Bisping, Bisping in that ring is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I don't see Gaslam winning this fight. I didn't see him winning the Whitaker fight either. And, uh, yeah, I figure... Adesanya's going to take this fight by either you a decision, or he's going to take this fight by a probably three, third or fourth round TKO. Or he may shock us all and just straight up finish him in the first round. And then the main event, uh, Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier, which has pretty much been a fight. Technically-wise, everyone's just kind of made it one-sided, really. Um, because I would say... Um, not just me, but everyone. I mean, everyone, every video I've watched on this fight, everybody's saying these guys cannot be more different from how they were in their first fight. I mean, their first fight was such a long time ago. I mean, it was literally Max Holloway's first fight in the UFC was against Dustin Poirier. And Dustin Poirier submitted him? Like, dude, what? Dustin Poirier is not, not known for his submitting game. He just isn't. He, he's known for knocking fools out and beating them, beating them to hell. He's just not known for submitting. And that's a clear sign right there how different they are. You know, uh, Holloway is not a heavy a heavy swinger anymore. He he swings, but he's a lot more linear. He he, he he's a lot more of volume. Um, you know, the people are gonna say it's crazy, but a lot less precision, a lot more volume. He takes on a heavier um, Diaz kind of approach now, in my opinion. But that's my opinion. Um, and then Poirier, man, Poirier is so different than he used to be. I mean, Poirier used to be this very well-rounded guy. But he's taken on so many heavy striking uh, opponents in the last few fights. Um, I don't see this fight ever going to the ground. If it goes to the ground, I'll be blown away. And if it goes to the ground, um, Poirier's going to win this fight, period. He'll probably not submit him, but he'll hold him on the ground long enough. Um, Holloway's ground game just isn't there anymore. It Well, isn't there anymore. It just hasn't really ever been there. Um, Poirier's is not really that great either. Um, but it's definitely a lot better than Holloway's. Uh, <clears throat> striking wise I think people are kind of really putting Poirier behind Holloway and I, I find that really shocking because again um, these guys have been fighting at very different levels and you know, this is Holloway's first time at this weight you know I know there's been a very long track record of lighter guys beating out the, um, the higher weight guys but I mean you know, Poirier went up from featherweight he just did um so i feel like for me really 
Poirier is going to win this fight. If he's going to, and, and I've said this before, if he's going to win this fight, it's going to be early. Uh, if this fight goes past the third round, Holloway's going to take the win or he's going to get the finish. He just, it's, that's just how I see it. If this fight is going to be Poirier's, it's going to be by a one, a first round or second round knockout or TKO. It just is. Holloway has enough holes in his game. Against, he, I mean, when everyone tries to say that the Ortega fight was so one-sided, there were moments where Holloway very clearly showed holes in his games, in his games, in his game. Uh, that you know, and Ortega is not a heavy striker. He's not a striking kind of guy. He, you know, he he has impeccable striking. I'm not denying that, but he, he's just he's not a he's not a dude that usually stands there and bangs. And it, it shocked the crap out of me that he just stood there and banged in exchange with probably one of the best strikers in, <clears throat> you know, in the UFC. But to say that Holloway is at lightweight level, especially top five lightweight level striking, is, I think, ridiculous. Um, do I think the, a war is going to come out between him and Poirier? Yeah, definitely. I definitely believe if that fight goes past the second round, it's going to be a freaking war of survival for, for Poirier. And if he somehow makes it through that fight and gets a decision, blow my mind. But if Holloway can make it out of the first two rounds of, the, of this fight, it's also going to blow me away. Because Holloway is just not a finisher. He just isn't. And I just don't see him finishing Poirier. I don't. Um, but if he was going to, probably be in the later rounds. Um, but yeah, I give this fight to Poirier. Uh, I just think... Everyone's kind of really pushing him aside, brushing him aside. And I'm not saying Holloway's doing that, but it feels like he kind of is. Feels like it, my opinion. But, uh, yeah, Poirier's going to in this one. All right, on next to the next <coughs> topic, and that is one championship's Roots of Honor. Uh, this is one's going to be in Manila, Philippines, and it's going to be on, let me see, Friday. It's going to be on this Friday. Uh, 6 a.m. That's pretty early. Yeah, they're in the Philippines. Makes sense. So we have 10 MMA bouts, one kickboxing bout, and two Muay Thai bouts. That's pretty cool. So that we have the two main cards. Uh, well, the two main, yeah, two main fight cards or whatever you want to call them. Um, two main fights: Martin Nugent versus Jadamba, and we have Yosuke versus Jose. <coughs> Yosuke versus Pacquiao, or Pacquiao? I can't remember. Uh, they're both card fights. The only fighter I really know, well, the only fighters I really know about in this card are the t first two main fighters, and that's uh, Martin Nugent, who I knew. Um, if that, if I'm botching his name, I'm sorry. Um, which I saw in his last fight, he's really good. Um, I'm very impressed by his fight and his performance. Uh, do I see him winning this fight? Absolutely. I don't don't doubt it probably going to get a finish i'm going to say most likely first or second round uh and then yosuke sarada uh, or saruta is fighting pesio and he's the flyweight champ uh who's probably sooner or later going to fight demetrius johnson is he going to win against pesio um yeah i would have to say probably um i haven't seen a lot of him but i've seen his last fight and some highlights of him and he's He's damn good. So, uh, yeah. Yosuke, I'm definitely going to have to put this for. Uh, do I think he's going to win against Demetrius Johnson? 
Probably not. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to fast forward to that. Now we're going to go on to Glory 65 Utrecht, which is about, what is it? It's like a month away, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a month away. So the two fights we have in, that are already announced for this are Alex Pariah versus Wilness. Uh, if you don't know who Alex Pariah is, he is the one and only guy to ever knock out uh, Israel Asanya. And Wilness, if you don't know who, him, who he is, it's okay. Most people don't. But uh, <clears throat> he's not the greatest. I mean, he's coming off, what, one win, I think? Yeah, he's coming off one win um, against Jacob Rodriguez. Um, that happened, I think, back in Texas, like, January, January, February. Um, but before then, he was on a three, like a three or four fight losing streak, uh, which I thought was crazy. Um, and before that, he actually has a win over Israel Adesanya as well, um, which I thought is also hilarious to say. Um, but it's a decision card, and I've actually seen that fight, and no, that decision was freaking bonkers, uh, to say the least. But, uh, he's lost to Simon Marcus twice, and he's lost to Yusiri, uh, Belgarui? I don't know how to say that. Uh, Simon Marcus, he's, he's been beaten twice by split decision, and... Those guys, I'm telling you right now, are, you know, Simon Marcus is a really good fighter. And, yeah, I don't see Willness winning this fight at all. He's coming off one fight win. Um, at, before that, it was a three-fight losing streak. There's just not a lot of fighters. There's just not a lot of high-level competition for these champions in glory. And I feel like I don't see glory lasting that much longer. They they got to get some new competition. They got to get new people into this, into glory. It's just, it's, it's a dying <coughs> ranking system. It's just, um, I'm more having dudes that, that don't even have, like, like, this is a good example. Next, the next fight is a great example of what I'm talking about. That is, uh, Sedechai Sestapong versus, uh, Gregorian. Wait, Gregorian, what's his first name? I know he, uh, I always call him by Gregorian. Marat Gregorian. Marat Gregorian. Marit Gregorian. So, I'm gonna just kind of give my opinion on this guy real quick because, man, this dude does not deserve a, a, a title fight right now. He doesn't. Period. For, for, for a list of reasons. I mean, my goodness, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, he. Let's just go through his losses and wins. I'm gonna pull him up real quick. Okay, so. He. Here are his last fights all the way to back to 2012. Um, he won against Alex Vogel, which was an okay fight. Wasn't the best one I'd ever seen, but he knocked him out. Um, he did okay in the first round. Uh, then, <coughs> I think they had a draw or a, oh yeah, no contest against Chaziggs, which I didn't watch that fight. Then he lost to Robin Von Lumen by split decision. It was a really close fight. I won't deny that fight. I thought Robin won it, though. Uh, and then he then he fought Adam Chuck, um, and he lost that by unanimous. And now that was Adam Chuck just took that fight and ran with it. Uh, and then he fought uh, Sedechai Sechapong for oh God. And then he fought Sedechai Sechapong for the title. Just let me let me let that clear up. He fought him for the title. He lost after coming off two losses and a no contest. 
then, I mean, he didn't even fight, deserve that one. Then he fought Atali Masev, and then he fought Dejimi Kuliabi. Uh, he won the first one by a unanimous decision, and the second one by a devastating KO. I watched that one. I didn't watch the last one. Then he fought Sitchipong Sit for the title again. I mean, he literally just came off a two-fight win streak, and he fought him, and he lost by a split decision. It was a pretty close fight, but when it comes to those close fights, Sitichai always beats everybody in points. He always does. He's not a huge knockout guy anymore, but man, he does. He dominate in points. He just does. He, he dominates in output. And then he, and then I would say this is coming up one of the most deserved title fights he ever got, and it's, it was his most recent one except for the one we're getting now and that was Anton he, he, he won against Anton Petrov in TKO he fought Antonio Gomez in a TKO and holy crap Antonio Gomez was on a freaking tear before this fight and the fact that he TKO'd him was amazing then he fought Liu Zhu which I did not watch that fight sadly but he won it and then he fought Sitchipong and he lost the fight by split decision and again like I said he Sitchipong always pumps out just enough to win he just always does and then he fought Christian Baia and, and won by split decision. And guess what? He's getting another title fight. He doesn't deserve it at all. I mean, 100%. If there's a dude that does not deserve it in the lightweight division, it, it is freaking Marat. And, and, like, real quick, let's look through the lightweight rankings just to, just to kind of see maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're... It just isn't anybody else in this division that is capable of fighting, you know, Sidichai. Like, let's look through it real quick. But Sidichai is an amazing fighter, and there's a reason why no one can touch him. There just isn't. There, I mean, there just isn't, in my opinion, right now, there's just no one that's going to be able to beat him. Um, you know, there's like, like right here, we have... Uh, Taijan Bazatati, who's coming off a two-fight win streak, but lost. Um, but I know he fought for the title a while back, um, and I should be looking at his uh, <clears throat> his wins or losses right now. But I know he fought for the title not long back, and he's pretty tall. I mean, he has capabilities of winning the title, but he didn't. Now let's go to the third uh, <clears throat> lightweight champ. He's coming off a loss and to the number two. Um, and this guy's just been up, down, win, loss, win, loss. And that's number three. That's the third ranked guy. Like, what? Now let's go to the next one. Josh Jotzi, um, who, yeah, lost a fight back in November 2018 for the title. He lost the fight. And he was coming off a two-fight tear. Um, we got Elvis Gashi, who is, yeah, he's not been in, the, in glory that long. Um, let me click on his character, whatever, um, his card right now, his wins. Um, yeah, he's coming off. Of, he, he's been tearing through the competition. Uh, he only last fought what back in like back in like the middle of 2018, like in July. Um, but he's it's a four fight win streak. I mean, what's this guy ranked fifth? Like absolutely, and he's he's four and zero. I mean, he he <sighs> he's four and zero in glory. He's 22 and zero in total. That's amazing. And why isn't this guy fighting for the title? No reason. They got no reason. I mean, this guy is fighting a lot of the stuff I did. You know, he's won the WKA amateur title twice. Um, he's fought for the IKF USA national champion and won it. 
Um, he has an amateur record of 107-3. That's amazing as a amateur fighter. I mean, this dude absolutely should be fighting for the title. Absolutely. I mean, the guy probably has injuries or something, maybe. But he's fifth ranked. I mean, Jesus. I mean, that dude is not. That dude, that dude shouldn't be fifth ranked. I mean, he's undefeated, untouched, and he's the only guy in the top five that hasn't at least had one loss to Sidichai. And he's. And dude, can I not say it enough? He's undefeated. That is the fight to freaking make. But they're not going to make it. And let's go to number six. Has he fought Sidichai? No, he's on a three fight tear, too. Elvis Gash. I've seen one of his fights. I did not know he had only been the UFC, not the UFC, glory for this short amount of time. But he's undefeated. And look, then we got this guy. Uh, what's his name? Christian Baia. He's number six or number seven. I think he's number seven. Um, he's been on a four four fight losing streak. You know, he lost the he lost the fight for the title. He lost against Josh Johnson. He's I mean, literally everybody that's above him, he's lost to. But. Shoot, man, why not give that guy a chance? I mean, you're giving everybody else that doesn't deserve one chance. Why not give him one? And then, you know, we just got a bunch of other fighters that, you know, don't really matter because they're obviously not good enough. You're not you're not giving these... They're, they're not really trying to feed high-level competition. They're just not. Period. And uh, that just really irritates me. I feel like... First of all, there needs to be way more competition. There needs to be way more Grand Prix, way more, you know, way more chances for lower-level fighters to go in there. Um, they're they're just not. Tr I feel like they're just not trying hard enough to find top-tier-level competitors. It just feels like that. And we're gonna move on to the last part of this <coughs> podcast, and that is. The announcement of K1's Crush event. Um, it's their 100th event, which is really cool. It's going to be on excuse me, April 19th. That is coming up. That is next Friday. Uh, I'm going to be watching it. I usually tend to... I usually have a... Actually, I have a subscription to Abima TV. So I do tend to watch these cards. Don't ask me what their names are. I don't really know their names. Um, aside from, you know, the big time names like Tekuru Sagawa, um, Kiro Yashiro, um, the, the dude, Kiro, uh, if there's anybody I want to talk about real quick, it's, let me go to his, let me just find it, uh, it, it would have to be, because K1 Fiesta 2 happened a few weeks back, and that was an amazing event that, uh, I, didn't get to catch the glimpse of which i'm so disappointed by the fact that i didn't get to watch that fight or that card really um but it would have to be the dude that uh yashiro fought um kuba yuda or akuda kuda akuda kubo yuda kubo yeah kubo yuda um he is now the world grand prix welterweight champion um that's awesome Honestly, uh, they honestly this guy is didn't had an amazing performance against Kudo um, Yoshiro, who I personally was like when he first lost uh, when he knocked out Yoshiro in the first fight, I was like oh absolutely they're gonna do a rematch. I mean that's just that's a fight that 
no one saw anything like that. I mean, that was he was supposed to be total fodder for a kiddo, and uh, yeah, he wasn't. And uh, I was shocked because I hadn't even heard of the dude before this. And then I kind of searched him up after, and uh, yeah, Kubo Yuda. I can never remember their names, but I'm I'm looking at his name right now. Yeah, he's. He did an amazing performance in that rematch, and he he proved to everybody why. You know, he proved everyone why he holds the title now, and uh, he did a huge speech after the fact about how, you know, he's. He knows not everyone's on his side. He knows the fans really aren't on his side, but he just wants to do the best for the fans and for himself, and he's gonna just keep doing what he can. But yeah, so he is the World Grand Prix welterweight champion. I did. <laughs> I never saw that happening. That was amazing. And Kittle was absolutely devastated after that fight. I mean, he literally just dropped to his knees and cried. Um, which was really just sad, honestly. I mean, it was an amazing performance by Kubo. Um, and I feel like, you know, Kittle was really trying to take away from that. But that's really all I have to talk about. Um, I thank everyone for listening. As time goes on, these podcast will be easier for me uh again i'm the unintelligent uh casual fan fighter whatever you want to call me uh so anything i said wrong or misinformed in this video i don't really care i'll get better with time so uh yeah thank you and have a good night good day whatever i don't know when you're doing this